polls, bad samples, you misapprehended. We did what? Those are just a few of the things we heard about last week's Wisconsin, Michigan, and Minnesota polls we did with NBC News. So this time on Poll Hub, we're answering the feedback. Buckle up. This is going to be fun. everybody. Welcome to Poll Hub. I'm J.D. Dapper, Director of Innovation here at the Marist Poll. And I'm Lee Merigoff, Director of the Marist College Institute for Public Opinion. And I'm Barbara Carvalho, Director of the Marist Poll. So we did a lot of polling in the last 10 days. We did a national poll with PBS uh, NewsHour and with NPR, and then we did state polls as we've been doing with NBC News. And these got a lot of attention. Uh, Wisconsin, uh, Michigan, and Minnesota. And we talked about them on the last well, as episode. They, as they should, because the, that is, you know, the that's, where the, that's yep. the upper Midwest, and that's what uh, really turned 2016, and all eyes are there. And so we were out in the field, uh, one of the first polls mm-hmm. to do this uh, with the gold standard methodology, and it got of a lot of attention. We talked about these results last week because there were a, a bunch of results that mm-hmm. were really staggering. And a lot of other people talked about the results, too, specifically uh, on Twitter. And a lot of people, um, especially on one side of the aisle, it seemed like more than the other, uh, came after us. Yeah, in every um, poll right now, in the environment that we are living in, the polling environment, the public poll environment, you are never going to please everybody, and there's always a brick that can be thrown. And a few, you know, we saw a few flying by the office. Right. So, so, you know. so I wanted to take one of them okay, sure. in particular, because there's two kind of themes that we want to mm-hmm. talk about on the show today, um, about criticisms, and, and not necessarily criticisms, really questions about how we poll. Well, we do ask for questions, and, and, and we do ask for and feedback. We, and, and we got them. We got a lot. Well, isn't, that, isn't that special? So one of the people who led this off with is a guy named Luke Thompson, who uh, is at a company called AppleCart. It's kind of a Cambridge Analytica type company uh, founded by Republicans, which I guess is the same as Cambridge Analytica. Anyway, they uh, worked in data. <laughs> Everybody at the company worked in data at various Republican organizations. He has as well. Mm-hmm. And here's he, he basically started this off by saying, I have some thoughts about this NBC Marist poll. They're not nice thoughts because these people did a bad job. And of course, reporters can't read crosstabs. Still, somehow so it's all over the internet now here's the rub with the upper midwest a lot of states don't have party registration which means you need to impute party id based on a combination of respondent self-identification and past voting behavior if you have a longitudinal if you have longitudinal polling data that's ideal michigan no party reg minnesota no party registration wisconsin Wait for it. No party registration. Anyway, he goes on and he basically says that if we uh, that we got into a world trouble because we misweighted our samples for partisanship immediately, and that's what we did. And obviously, we used a bad weighting schema for all three states, and we don't understand the Midwest, and we don't understand the percentage of Republicans that are there, et cetera, et cetera. And he. Just didn't really like well, us. Anyway, first, to, to first, be fair, real quick, we we did respond um, to him. We said we don't wait by party ID, uh, and and asked uh, in tweets back to him, say, what well, exactly? What are you saying? Mm-hmm. And what do you you know? And he didn't answer. He just kind of threw the the fireball out so, there and then walked away. So first things first, he just cost himself an in- invitation to our holiday party <laughs> at Maris. I, I think that goes without saying. He's based in New York, so he could have made. He could have come. Well, you know what? We'll put him in. I, I'll be the, I'll be that way and overlook some of these. Be big. Uh, be so, big. Yeah, it well, will. it will be the holidays. That's very generous. Yes, yes. I think that should keep me with the season. You know, um, I think that, first of all, 
first things first, there's a tendency when you're coming at this from a partisan perspective, uh, when you see results, there's a shoot the messenger approach. First things first. So out of the starting blocks, if you don't like the results, there are things you can say and will say, and that's sort of you know what he's at times probably been paid to do right. is to spin it your way. And, then, and what? that's Democrat and Republican. Oh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. When you say partisan, I mean, this, oh, is, way. this is both sides. And oh, sure. we, I mean, I'm assuming our polls are going to show different things in different states. And we very often get yeah. thoughts oh, from know, both it, sides. You know, to go back in time a little bit, uh, there was, uh, a couple years back when we were polling for NBC and the Wall Street Journal, people used to hammer us from one side of the political aisle and say, that they were polling for NBC and the people would hammer us from the other side of the aisle. You're polling for the Wall Street Journal. For the Wall Street one Journal. being a pr- presumed liberal and one being presumed That's conservative. That's right. And yeah. then some, at one point you have to step forward and say, no, folks, it's the NBC Wall Street Journal poll. And I think that you know sort of is an attempt at pushback. Right. Although pushback doesn't necessarily work these days because people just on social media assert and move on. And walk on. And that's so what anyway, this guy did. Let's but, get but to the point here. Yeah, let's to get to the point. what he was saying, yeah. what he's arguing. Yeah. Well, I think what he when he's looking at a poll, um, just from the language that he was using, um, I, I don't need to know that he's you know worked for a Cambridge Analytica-type company or other very various Republican organizations, because when you're doing partisan polling, the couple of the things that he talked about, which is looking at party with longitudinal data, polling data from the state, is something that the um, the campaign pollsters do a lot of. In other words, they're not really interested in figuring out what is right now. They're looking at what is and how do we model that to something that will be a winning campaign. So they they uh, look very heavily upon past data. Yeah, and the goal, data. understandably, their goals are just very different. They want to win. That's we, not what we, we're We about. want to tell people where right now yeah. voters are, yeah. and they want to figure out how to get voters to the place Absolutely. where their candidate wins and, and they get that, the payday. That's so, fair. yes, there is, there is no party actually enrollment um, in each of these states. Mm-hmm. People do register to vote, uh, but they don't necessarily have to register in a political party. Um, so you don't have to identify that either for the general election or for primaries. They have open primaries, so anybody can which, really vote. Um, which means in- if you're polling, you do not have a specific population voter registration by party that you can change or look your sample, examine your sample and light You can't up. weight your sample by party ID when there's no party when ID. ID is a variable. Even if you were going to do it, you could party ID. Party ID is a variable. With all those population parameters, um, that, those are the, that's the big word for that, which means somebody actually went out and counted it, so you actually have a number that you can, you can look at, and that does not exist in these states. Mm-hmm. And then he talks about, um, well, then you need to impute party ID. And um, impute is something, it's a statistical term, which means if we don't have the data, we use other factors to try to understand uh, whether a person has that particular characteristic or not. Um, a very broad way of looking at that might be um, how, if, the, if um, we could look at how they answered questions um, that had to do with partisanship or have strong correlations with partisanship or certain demography that a person 
person might mm-hmm. have that um, would likely be a Democrat or a Republican. And then impute means I'm making my best guess. Well, we, we actually don't make any guesses when we're asking people about party identification. Um, there has been a measure that has been used over decades, which pretty much asks a person to self-identify. Do you consider yourself to be closer to the Democrat Party or the Republican Party? Um, or uh, do you can think of yourself as an independent? And then we actually follow up for those who say independent, and we ask them, which party they feel closer to. And what we actually end up with is a five-point scale, which is strong Democrats, um, uh, soft Democrats, who are people who think of themselves as Democrats some of the time, or might be independents who lean Democratic. And then the same thing on the Republican side, strong Republicans, uh, those kind of soft Democrats. And soft then we, Republicans. I'm sorry, soft Republicans. Now I'm calling everybody a Democrat. Great. Um, and then um, we have... Fire up the twi- Twitter storm. <laughs> exactly. Twitter storm. Exactly. Um, and then we end up with a very small proportion of people who are just pure independents. They just say, you know, look, I don't have anything really to do with either uh, either party, and that's the the question we ask. Um, we're not we're not overlaying you know anything else, past voting behavior, any kind of longitudinal data. And, and uh, let's in the underscore state. the point: we do not 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 model to party. We don't wait by party. We wouldn't know how to do it by party ID, even if we wanted to do it. So anytime anybody ever says. That poll was modeled to a certain party identification. By us. By us, having a clue how to begin to or, do that. Or, or, those, people, or those people who said, you oversampled Democrats, which are a whole bunch of people who said, oh, right. this is, this is bogus do, because you oversampled Democrats. But understand, it is getting confusing. It yes. gets very, very confusing because we do not do that. And most public polling organizations do not do that. Um, However, there are polls that do it um, because they feel that they can look back in time. They can look back at previous elections. So they look back to exit polls in a state. So they may go to one of these states which doesn't have any kind of party enrollment or party registration and say, well, okay, what other surveys have been done in the state? And what did those surveys say during that election? And one of the examples are exit polls where they are talking to people who come out of the voting booth. That's not the whole group of registered voters. Those happen to be the people who voted on that day. And they use that to model. Yeah, let me give you campaigns use that a lot. Let me give you guys a great example on this. So it was it was 2008 presidential election, state of Ohio, big doings. We had a party ID, I believe it was, plus plus seven Democrat in our sample of Ohio. And ultimately, that seemed to be confirmed by the exit polls and our toss-up questions uh, between uh, Obama and McCain were proven to be accurate. Fast forward four years in the future from that to 2012, 2012, and we do a poll. Now everybody says, well, the support for Obama is not as enthusiastic as it was four years earlier. And here shows up Marist with a poll of Ohio, and we have, again, plus seven seven Democratic. So the question is, all the things Barb said we couldn't do, don't do, and wouldn't want to do. Everybody, Everybody was saying you. we were doing. Oh, they just took 28, 2008, so, so, did the so same thing. Some right. of the sweetest words to me that I saw or, <laughs> or read on a tweet was from our 
sponsor, uh, Chuck Todd, when the vote came in, and NBC News, he yeah. said you can spike the football, Ohio plus seven, and it looks like the margin that you saw. The difference being in all that is you get what you get, and we put it out that way. So there's no right. predisposition so, to have so it a certain way. Let me try and put it yeah. in non-polster talk and, and make, sh- and make yeah. sure I get it, and, okay. and hopefully everybody gets it. We don't. Are you, are you playing the layman? I'm here? trying to play the layman. <laughs> He's so so, so us under the bus on that. So we don't take the poll yep. and say, okay, now how many Democrats should be in it? Mm-hmm. How many Republicans should be in it? Based on whatever we want, we don't do that. We ask people which party they're in and let the chips fall where they may. Mm-hmm. So right now in the Midwest, we may in fact be finding somewhat of a damaged Republican brand, such that. The party ID may be slightly different than what it was, uh, you know, uh, two years ago. And the notion that Michigan, Minnesota, and and Wisconsin all had the same, and we were making it that way. Yeah, that was another claim: was that we we had almost identical in the three states. Well, oh, you just took it once and then just put it across the other two states. Yes. Did that happen? No. And in fact, I think those were people trying to impute our reputation. That's not right. No, that's impugned. (laughs) That was a bad poster (laughs) pun. That was. That was terrible. Bad poster pun. So um, another poll that that we respect because they use the same types of of scientific methodology that we do, the Marquette poll from Marquette uh, University Law School. Um, They had a poll uh, that ran – they were in the field at roughly the same time. They were a little bit earlier. And they they came up with um, quite different results with regards to the party ID. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, mm-hmm. they don't go. They don't start with a party idea and model and any of that, for, as, as far as we understand. Sure. How does that happen? Because that is another thing we heard. We saw on Twitter. We saw on social. Is hey, Marquette said this. Mayor said that. One of you guys has got to be wrong. Yeah, is that, that true? Yeah, does let, one of us have to be wrong? Well, let me let me give no, and let me give you a, a, kind of like a, a, my 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 broad answer on that first. People look and say, boy, one poll did like you just did. One poll shows A, another poll shows B. Oh my gosh, there's a real conflict. Let's just average them. Um, and what I see when I, when I, when I do this is I look and at that polls. that would be the Emerson poll that came out shortly That's right, after. right in the middle of the two. But, it, but having, <laughs> yeah, you got ahead of me on the script. You must be looking ahead. Anyway, so, so but, he, but here, here's the rub in, in all this is that um, I think – totally lost where I was going with that. That's okay, but I think also – Marquette. Marquette. Yeah, because I think we'd well, like to actually oh, have I just the was going to say – yeah, I know, yeah. I know where it's going. Okay, so polls – so from my way of thinking, given that you might sample differently, you might have different question wording, you might have different quality interviewers, you might have slightly different weighting, you might analyze your data somewhat differently. When people t- tell me that there's some polls that are quality polls that show a slightly different result, I say, yeah, the thing to me is not that there's a different result. Sometimes I'm even more surprised that polls, given all those variations in methodologies, Show the similar result. Right. It so, seems but almost, in this, but in this case, the party ID was considered. It was considerably and different. And it's considerably yeah. different yeah. from what they have shown also in the past. Yes. So, I wasn't able to find how they've changed their mm-hmm. methodology mm-hmm. since 2016. Because their uh, methodology statements, it basically says that they use the same weighting factors, uh, which are. F- which is hard data, um, right. age, income, you know, things like that, that we do, right? So I think this might actually be a, worth a conversation on the yeah, podcast and, 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 and invite— and, Yeah, and certainly Charles Frank, I mean, 
Franklin, Franklin, Franklin who, who, who does, uh, you know, does at, the Marquette Poll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, at the, at the law school a, there. So, yeah, this is a this is a this real is person serious. who's right. a serious scholar of this, and a lot of people look to him as someone who's really on top of things. Having said that, obviously in 2016, the, their final poll was not good and did tell people in the wrong direction, and that can happen to the best of pollsters. But to, okay. in their defense, that poll was completed before the Comey, before the, the yes. Comey it was a couple of, It letter. was several I, weeks I mean, out. And as you've said repeatedly, Absolutely. <clears throat> as with regards to 2016, there was a lot of late-breaking stuff, yep. and there was virtually nobody in the field, scientifically, in yeah. most of the states that ended up mattering. There was almost nobody in the field, and there was certainly not in the field post late breaking stuff and so that's why it was easy to miss on the state level although we got it and others did yeah. on the national and level. our national poll incidentally did show for, for what it's worth in our final national poll right before election day did show some movement and surprise surprise it was in the midwest and it was going in trump's direction so we did see that broad trend did we think that he was necessarily going to carry all these states by, you know, eleven thousand votes, twelve thousand votes, fifty-five thousand votes? Yeah, nobody's no. going to get that. Yeah. No. So but, let's uh, have, let's invite okay. Charles but Franklin on from our yeah, yeah, yes, and let's talk about we, this. Yeah. yeah, we would like to do that because yeah. I know I think he has uh, changed he's done a lot some of, good of his methods, and he's also done just good research done, on they've polling good generally, done good work in, the, in the past, and, and so I think that would be a really good future conversation. Now we didn't do. I mean, we did get. Feedback, as you like to say, Jay, about the fact <laughs> that we missed the um, the polling in these three states in 2016. Yes, and actually, we didn't poll. We weren't these in there. States right. in 2016. Um, the last week, we were in Arizona, Texas. And Georgia and those final the, state polls were right on showing. Yeah, you did you know, a great Trump, job of Trump wins. of states that didn't matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> As it turned out. As, As it, it turned, turned out. out. So, Absolutely. so there was another thing. So this was yeah. the whole you oversampled Democrats. Yep, yep. There was another, arguably more thoughtful argument going on yes. about why don't you wait for education? And this one's kind of interesting because. Again, we do wait, right? We, we we take the raw results, and everybody, you have to wait it so that it, it, it looks like the population as you can define the population mm -hmm. through hard data, age, income, a few other parameters yep. that we get from the census department, right? Yep. Um, but edu education is one that some people in the polling profession are suggesting, hey— you should be waiting by education because it played a big part in in the alleged miss of 2016. And, and I say alleged because we didn't, we didn't miss, miss 2016. And a lot yeah. of people didn't miss it. It's just that we don't elect presidents by a popular vote. Anyway, so education. Why don't we wait by education? Well, actually, um, I wanted to maybe I'd like to start, you know, one step back from that, which is why why do people think we need to to wait by education now. And there's a couple of factors here. One is that um, in, people wanted to figure out, well, if there was a miss um, by polls in 2016, let's go back and see if we can kind of find the answer in the, in the pre-election data. So doing a lot of post-election analysis, now knowing the outcome, um, a number of organizations went back in their data uh, to see, well, okay, if we did a couple of things differently, could we have 
you know, would it have changed the narrative? Would it have changed our results? It's so much easier Wednesday morning. I know. <laughs> the Monday, well, it's actually Monday morning quarterbacking. On and, I mean, it's on Wednesday on, yeah. for pollsters. With pollsters, it's Wednesday. Yeah, for pollsters, it's Wednesday. Um, and it is. Uh, it's much easier to know what the answer is and then to find a way to get to that. Um, and so a number of people did look at that, and they thought it made some of the states that they polled better. Um, I know that Monmouth looked at it, um, Survey Monkey looked at it. Some of their states, it worked really well. So, for instance, when they, they factored in education in New Hampshire, all of a sudden they thought that they had you know, the result. Um, it didn't work well in other states like Florida and North Carolina. It actually made those projections in those states worse. Even worse, yeah. Um, but um, one of the things that we do that is uh, different from most of the other public polls today um, is we weight by income, uh, um, something that is very, you know, highly correlated. There's a strong relationship between, you know, education and income, perhaps, you know, not what it was, you know, back in the day when uh, uh, we started the Marist poll, but there's still a very strong relationship. And we do that because we don't just ask, um, you know, a What is your income? (laughs) Right. We ask a lot of categories. We ask a number of follow-up questions so that if a person doesn't want to give us a narrow category, we then ask them other questions to perhaps give us a broader category. Remember I talked about imputing earlier? So instead of imputing, we actually ask people multiple questions and ask the questions a variety of different ways so that they're telling us their answer rather than us trying to guess it. A lot of people don't want to do what we're doing by uh, waiting by income and because, because a lot of people refuse they don't income answer. and they don't get the good data and then they have to impute the data. So why do we do it? Because we get good data. We, we <laughs> but take it costs, the time. But it costs take, more. Well, I mean, we at the take, end of the day, it costs more. It costs more. It costs more. We take the time. Um, to ask what is actually uh, income is not just a single question. It's actually a battery of questions uh, that we're asking people so that we don't have to guess. And so our response rate on on income is about the same it's as comparable to other to, yep. to other to education, other questions whatever. and particularly education. So why don't we ask both? Uh, we do ask both. I'm we funny ask you it. Should, fun, we do funny, collect the funny, data. Yes, That's a good funny point. you should say that. And I think that going forward, uh, we will probably be doing some experiments, trans- and we will be transparent about it to show people what are the differences. In- when you wait by education, or when you add education in as a waiting. You, n- mm-hmm. you might not take income out. But, you might add but, it but, as an additional but, waiting. But recognize the following, and this is really important. Pollsters, like anybody else in the world, have a tendency to fight the last war. And if there is this sense that somehow the polls missed it, which we don't necessarily subscribe to in 2016. Well, because we didn't. The answer be then becomes, well, because of education and missed on education, there were more of these folks voting for Trump and the polls missed that. Right. Well, the reality is that we, over time there's been no consistent benefit seen by poll- by waiting for education over income. And I think that's important. And I think there's a sense here that, you know, somehow you're solving a problem which you may not be solving. Uh, and, you know, everybody asks the question about education differently. It's hard to get, you know, a true reading on that in the state, as Barb asked, in terms of, uh, of the information. And there's a whole bunch of things. Nate Cohn did a 
uh, with the uh, upshot at the New York Times, uh, wrote a, a series of articles and did a lot of tweets on, on this very topic in the last few days. And that also created an appropriate a amount of... A lot of buzz about this. About a buzz. Yeah. And I think this is a great discussion as long as we stay oh, very open-minded to the conclusions and what it means. A few things Nate said which did not get the play that his call for greater waiting by education seemed to... They seem to be saying. And just to just yep. to reiterate, um, most of the public polls in 2016 were neither waiting by education, education or income. Or income. Nor or, income. Nor, yeah, yeah. So we're dealing with lots of different stuff here. And the simple answer, well, if you wait by education or you don't wait by education, you'll be right or you'll be wrong, is way too simplified. Anyway, here's a few things Nate said this past week. In general, there are a lot of good reasons to think that the factors that we think drove the 2016 polling era won't be quite as acute in 2018. You fight the last war, you may not win the battle. Another thing he said, remember, even in 2016, the state-level polling era that we thought existed wasn't that big outside of the predominantly white working-class states. So what he's seeing is it's not a swath that you can, cru- you can do across the nation. And the final thing that Nate said, which I thought, was, again, very interesting, looking ahead to the future war, 2018 midterms, he thinks that the midterm electorate generally is better educated than a presidential electorate if you, because of the turnout differential. If you wait by 2016's electorate, you're going to be off. The closer districts aren't disproportionately working class right now. So when you're looking at generic congressional questions, you may not be getting what you want. He thinks that because of enthusiasm, the typical advantage that that Republicans have among likely voters as opposed to registered voters may not be as great. That's going to make it tough in in, in a turnout differential. And he thinks that undecided voters seem to be breaking more towards the Democrats, not the Republicans. All those things are sort of idiosyncratic to what 2018 may be and make people who are going to look at 2016 say, just if we just did it that way, we would have nailed 2016, so let's do it that way for 2018 because the, at great poll peril. Because the that? only thing we can be certain of in 2018 is that it won't look like, like 2016. 2016. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure, Mr. Gnapper. Are you ready, Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, and that will do it for this edition of Poll Hub. Poll Hub is a production of the Marist Poll at Marist College in Poughkeepsie, New York, and we want to thank our executive producer, Mary Griffith, for everything she does to keep us on track. And putting up with us. Yes. And what else do we have to say at this point, but that we would like to also thank the Roper Center Archives at Cornell University who provide us with the ability to look back in time at survey questions, not necessarily to weight data that way, as we've indicated, (laughs) but to look back at survey questions and results that people may have found over the decades that are interesting to look at now. And as we have proven by just spending the last 26 minutes doing so... We'd like your questions. Please send us your questions. The politer, the better. But hey, some people were pretty flaming, and we still answer their questions today on Twitter or on Facebook. You can also do it by email uh, if you'd like uh, directly to us yeah, at Marist Poll. We love Poll. feedback. We love feedback. And it's a fun show. I mean, there's actually a lot to learn from answering questions from people, I think. Right? Anyway. It's our so big audience, too. It is our big audience. Ken- Kenny, our intern's over there. How, how are you doing, Kenny? I'm good. There you go. (laughs) 
<laughs> we'll introduce Kenny more formally in a future episode. Anyway, uh, that will do it this time. And follow us on social media. We are on uh, at Marispol at Twitter and Facebook. Also, subscribe wherever you're listening to us. There's a little subscribe button. Hit it, subscribe, and then you'll get the latest episode as soon as it's available. Lee, is your you little sound it, machine? You mean not if you're listening to if you're still listening to us? Yeah. That's do you have another different. another sound? Oh, effect? I do guess so. Use? Yeah, do yeah. Let's see what we'll go with on this time. Uh, no, that doesn't work. That's not that's not politically correct. Let me get another one. Uh, oh, here we are. Why, thank you. Let's I just had no go idea. this way. Let's just go this that's way. Very thank nice. you very much, everybody. Bye. Thank you very much, everybody.